Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Our comment line is open as 0539145222 or text or WhatsApp us in association with Doyle's Gary's Court on the home of Peugeot in County Wexford on 087 3737956. Mick, I know you want to respond to severe criticism from uh, Senator Malcolm Byrne during which he described you as a thundering disgrace on the 23rd of January. But before that, we have to revert to the story that has shocked the world. The uh, World Health Organization warns the final death toll in Turkey and Syria could exceed 20,000 people. Within Europe, what is the reaction to this story and what level of support are both Turkey and Syria likely to get? Well, obviously, look at uh, the whole world is horrified at the scale of it and uh, it's such a terrible tragedy and um, one thing about earthquakes is that, look, you can't stop them from happening. Uh, obviously what you can do is prepare better for them um, and obviously in the less well-off countries uh, that's more of a challenge and um, so buildings fall easier and more people die and uh, God knows where the numbers will end up but not just the numbers of dead or the numbers of injured um, there'll be huge problems for a long time in both Turkey and Syria um, the the scale of destruction caused uh, leaves people very vulnerable for a long time, and there's, there's there's hundreds of thousands going to be affected in both countries, maybe even millions. It's just it's just it's immeasurable at the moment. Uh, it's very hard to put uh, numbers on anything, but uh, time will tell. And even just looking at Syria in isolation for for the moment, I mean, the conflict is still going on there, Mick. Now added uh, on top of the conflict, which seems to have gone off uh, the, the, the world media channels, there's been very little about Syria. And here they are now, they still have the conflict, and they now have an earthquake on top of it. What's your view on that? Well, um, there, there hasn't been much of a conflict uh, in the last couple of years, other than the fact that... Uh, the Americans and the Israelis are illegally occupying Syria, and um, the Syrian government actually took back most of the country. But uh, the, uh, obviously now with the earthquake, um, a big problem with Syria is the sanctions. Uh, the U.S. sanctions, which the EU supports, are very draconian, and they've already been long before now, before the earthquake, they were uh, impacting on the supply of food, medicine, and fuel uh, to Syrians, so I mean, and, and it's you know, people need to realise these sanctions are illegal, and when they're not sanctioned by the UN, and if the UN don't give their blessing to sanctions, they are actually illegal. So there's huge calls now for these sanctions to be lifted because they just persecute the the, the, the poorest and the most vulnerable in in countries anyway, and they've just become a, a tool of war. But uh, with with the earthquake now. There's a huge need uh, for all these for these sanctions uh, to disappear. Otherwise, the death toll will be far more dramatic, and the suffering afterwards will be far more dramatic. Right, uh, and just to, getting back to one of the points I wanted to raise with you, I, if people agree or disagree with Mick Wallace, let us know your thoughts on 0539145222. But do you think that the level of support needed in both Turkey and Syria will be forthcoming? Uh, th- this is a, 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 a humanitarian disaster at the moment, it, on a par with several other disasters we've seen down through the decades. Yeah, look, at, um, truth be told, uh, the international community, especially the, you know the rich countries, um, have have not been as good as uh, supporting uh, need like this as it, as they used to be in the past. 
And uh, a perfect example is Afghanistan. I mean, this is a place that the, the US and NATO uh, spent 20 years destroying, and now there's millions hungry in the place. And the World Food Programme, which is a, a, a UN body, in 2022, they appealed for 4.4 billion in order to keep people alive and to be able to carry out their work. They got 2.6, so they were 1.8 short. I mean, there's, you, you, it is horrific what's happened in the country. Uh, they reckon there's, there's over 3 million children under the age of five uh, suffering from malnutrition. Yeah. There's 20 million hungry. There's 6 million in, in a real uh, in emergency uh, situation for food and medicine. And we cannot find the money. Imagine to think that we can't get 4 billion uh, to keep millions alive in Afghanistan. And let's remember, have a look at the money that's been spent keeping the Ukraine war going. The Americans have, have spent over 100 billion. And last week in the plenary, Commissioner Khan uh, said that the EU at this stage had spent over 50 billion. But we can't get a couple of billion to keep millions alive in Afghanistan. What does it tell us about our priorities? All right, I want to move on now to the uh, discussion I had with uh, Senator Malcolm Byrne on the 23rd of uh, January. Um, he described you as a, being a thundering disgrace and referred to an article I have here in front of me. Claire Daly and Mick Wallace were among 19 members of the European Parliament to vote against a resolution calling for the establishment of a special international tribunal to prosecute Russia's leadership for the crime of aggression against Ukraine. During the course of the interview I had with him, uh, he raised a number of points that I, I, I'll put to you directly. In fact, he, he actually said to me, if I was speaking to you, he would like me to put these points to you, regardless of what he likes or what you like, what anyone likes. I, I want to put these points to you anyway. He said you vote support for almost every totalitarian regime from China to Iran to Venezuela. Do you, Mick? I don't support any regime or government anywhere. I don't even support the Irish government. I have never supported any government anywhere. And he can throw around words like that. I mean, I actually find it a bit sad that Malcolm would actually tell lies about me in order to try and, and promote himself. Uh, I mean, I've, 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 uh, he failed to beat me in a couple of elections, uh, but that, sh- it sh- that shouldn't really be a cause for him to tell lies about me. Uh, if, if I... I mean, that's strong stuff. That, 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 is strong, on, so, yeah, that is strong stuff. Yeah, you, just, you said he's telling lies me, about you. Yeah, okay, but I mean, he, if, he, if he says that I support a totalitarian regime, every totalitarian regime, totalitarian regime from China to Iran to Venezuela, I'd like to see the proof. Can he say that on the radio without having the proof of it? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, 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 unless he has the proof of that, then it's not true, right? And uh, if I highlight the fact that illegal sanctions, for example, uh, have a detrimental effect on people in Iran. Uh, If I highlight that, that's actually a truth. Mm. I'm not saying, that doesn't mean I support the Iranian government. I'm so, uh, but I'm, I'm opposing uh, the, sanct- the use of sanctions as a, as a weapon of war these days that are killing hundreds of thousands. That does not mean that I support any, uh, that particular government uh, in that country. That's nonsense. Now, look at 
you brought up about you said that uh, that we once again that we sided with Vladimir Putin in last week's yeah. uh, plenary. Right? Okay. We we have never sided with Vladimir Putin, and the, the, the Irish media have gone back over everything Claire Daly and myself have said about Putin since 2011 when they went into politics, right? And they weren't able to find one trace of evidence where we ever said anything good about Putin. As I've said several times before, Putin is a right-wing neoliberal nationalist, right? And I, I, I would much rather see a left-wing government in, in power in Russia, not him. And we have condemned the, invasions, the invasion of Ukraine several times. We've condemned uh, Russian aggression. We've, uh, I was asked about uh, the fact that there was, there was a, a resolution on uh, terrorism. And I pointed out, if Russia are dropping bombs on people, uh, even if they're not housed in the, the, the apartments, if they're dropping bombs in the area of where people are living, are they terrorizing the people of Ukraine? Absolutely. Well, why, did you, why, make, why, why did you vote against the resolution then? Because the resolution it's noted... That I, it, uh, just let me finish. The, the resolution noted that atrocities committed by Russian forces in Ukrainian towns revealed the brutality of the war of aggression waged by the Russian Federation against Ukraine and underscored the importance of coordinated international action to establish accountability. Um, why did you vote against right. that? You, you, you've, you've said, to, you've said okay. to me that you, you're Aaron. against it, but why did you vote against it? All war is brutal and ugly. Both sides commit crimes in wars everywhere, always did and always will, right? War is ugly and we should do everything in our power to stop it. The resolution that we refused to support did not call for peace, right? We, they're wanting to set up a tribunal in the middle of a war, right? When the poor, underprivileged in Ukraine are dying in serious numbers. Yeah. Right, uh, and they want to set up a tribunal in the middle of the war, but they don't want to, they don't want peace. Why aren't they calling for peace? Myself and Claire Daly have put an, an amendment in in two of the resolutions in the last four months, and our resolution, our amendment, call, says we call on the EU to explore all options mm. to bring about peace and diplomacy and to bring an end to the war. Do you know that over 80% of the parliaments, of the MEPs in the European Parliament voted against that? Now, what in God's name is okay. wrong with them? Why would people want peace? This war is absolutely outrageous. And the Amer Amer American congressman has said that they're prepared to fight Russia down to the last Ukrainian. Innocent, poor Ukrainians. There's no rich Ukrainians dying in the war. There's no rich, rich, rich Russians dying in the war. There's poor Ukrainians and there's poor Russians dying, and mostly Ukrainians. All right, but, right? Yeah. And this, we should do everything in our power to bring about peace. But the European Union hasn't done one iota about trying to establish peace and diplomacy. And I have never seen this in my lifetime before. Right. But this is a war being driven by U.S., NATO, it's a US-NATO proxy war, and it's the innocent, poor Ukrainians that are doing the dying. Okay, look, there are other points. You raised your point, and it's up to the, I'd like the listeners to give their view as well on what they're hearing from you this morning. And you, you have the right of reply, and you're taking that right of reply. There are one or two other points I'd like to, to bring to your attention before we round off our conversation this morning. Um, again, referring back to what Senator Malcolm Burns said, he said, Why are you always so critical of democracy? Some of the groups you are associated with have been known for executing minorities and mistreatment of women. What's your response to that? I don't support the mistreatment of women anywhere. 
and I have I have openly criticised, uh, and I, I've contacted the, the Iranian embassy in uh, in Dublin and in Brussels, and I have criticised the nature of the crackdown because protesters have died, and that is terrible, right? Now, uh, what I have highlighted in Iran is that Western involvement has been a disaster. The Americans. And, and the Israelis have boasted recently about arming some of the protesters through Kurdistan, Iraq. They're getting guns across the border to give to people to join the peaceful protest and make these, there's, there's 50, there's 50 policemen dead, right? Which shouldn't be happening either. But that doesn't condone, uh, the nature of the crackdown, uh, by the Iranian government. And I have criticized this. Mm. And, uh, if, 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 if uh, well, for that, with regard to women, right, women are treated incredibly well in Iran. Uh, I did, well, what they do have is you have, you have religious laws which makes uh, them to wear a headgear that some of them don't want to wear. And I disagree completely with any religion having too much influence over a government. Right? It, it should be separate. There should be a separation right. of church and state in every country. And I oppose the, the nature of of religious influence on political decisions in Iran, the same as I do everywhere else. Right, two, two more points to raise, and I'll let you, you give your summary. As I said, we are giving you the right to reply to criticism, heavy criticism by Senator Malcolm Byrne, who, during which he described you as a thundering disgrace. Um, the next point is, a member of the far-left communist group within the European Parliament, are you? <laughs> Listen, I don't know how much Malcolm knows about the European Parliament. Uh, but he obviously doesn't know a whole lot, right? There's no far-left communist group in the European Parliament. There's not even a far-left group in the European Parliament. It's hard to say there's even a left group. I'm in a group called the left. There's 38 of us, right? And uh, most of them are not even left, right? But the tr- it's not a political group anyway, and uh, we're independents within the group. And the group, is, it's, only a, it's, 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 a, it's a way of getting... Uh, onto committees and getting speaking time and getting access to funding as well to do political work. Uh, but uh, we're independent within a group, but calling it a far-left communist group uh, is a total lie as well. My final point, uh, and then we have to wrap it up, Mick, is the overall majority of people in Ireland have huge sympathy for what the people are going through. And I don't believe, these are the words of Malcolm Byrne, he doesn't believe that you represent the views of the Irish people on the ground. It has to be my final question. What is your response to that, please? Well, Alan, I've, uh, I've been anti-war all my life, and I'm still anti-war. And uh, I condemned Russia's invasion of Ukraine, a sovereign country, totally illegal. I disagree with the war, and I want peace. And I want everyone to work for peace. And the Europeans and the Americans have a great potential to play a role there. Now, uh, of course, the Irish are sympathetic uh, to the people in Ukraine, and many of them have come to Ireland, right? And rightly so. Anyone fleeing from a war situation is 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 worthy of our support and sympathy, but it's, it's unfortunate that uh, the U.S. NATO war in uh, in Iraq uh, killed over a million citizens, and we didn't give a damn about them. There's a war in Yemen today; over 400,000 are dead, and 16 million are hungry, and it's a Western-supported war, so we're not interested in it, and we don't give a damn about the refugees or migrants from. Uh, Yemen, and they won't even get into Ireland or anywhere else either. So we, we have a huge problem 
uh, with being selective in what wars we care about. As I've explained earlier, we don't seem to give a damn about the millions starving in Afghanistan. We destroyed Libya. And people should remember that Fianna Fáil supported the destruction of Afghanistan, the destruction of Iraq, the destruction of Libya. Millions have died. Tens of millions have been displaced. Fianna Fáil supported those wars and had no criticism of U.S. imperialism role in those wars. Now, uh, to, to say that I don't have the support of the people of Ireland on the ground. People said the same uh, before the European elections. I had had a good word said about me in Irish media since 2011. Right? I stood for the European elections and I got o- over 139,000 votes. Now, Malcolm spent 10 times the money I spent. 10 times the money I spent and he didn't get elected. He was a re- Once more, he was rejected by the people. Right? right? And sadly, it's a good thing about politics, and it's a good thing about democracy, that his money couldn't buy his, him success. I, I, don't, I, don't, say, I don't want to get personal. This, I mean, to be fair to Malcolm Byrne, he stuck to the I'm issues. I'm not getting personal, right? But, but to say that I don't represent the people of Ireland, right? Uh, you just remember, I, I visited uh, Iran, I visited Syria when I was in the Irish Parliament. And, and still, and, and the people, and I was highlighting the very same issues. I was opposing sanctions. I was opposing war. I was, I was working for peace. I was opposing the military-industrial complex. I was opposing NATO. And 139,000 people in Ireland South came out and voted for me. Okay. Right? Given that Malcolm couldn't beat me in the election, I'm not so sure which of us uh, has the support. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views. Alan Corcoran.